Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? This space is already popping. Thanks so much for being here. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello to you from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today, I've got an old-fashioned in hand, ready for a primetime edition of the Crazy About Crypto show with a good friend. Today's guest is uh, truly as real as it gets when it comes to conviction about building community. He has realized since early on just how important community is in NFT projects and has been adding value to both the Board Ape Yacht Club and Guttercat Gang with his platform of nearly 20,000 Twitter followers. He's constantly encouraging others to learn about communities in the NFT space and finding their own niche to getting involved. It's my true true pleasure to introduce tonight's guest, my friend, King Blackboard. What is going on, man? Hey, what up, Carl, my man? Gang, gang, baby. Gang, gang in the building. That's right. It's always good to have gang, gang, gutter cat gang in the building. You're also a huge advocate of the Board Ape Yacht Club. And so let's just get started. I, When I uh, was DMing you one day a little bit about your journey, trying to get to know you better, I was like, man, I don't think people realize, you know, just how involved you've been, not only in NFTs, but even before in the crypto space. So let's just roll it back for a second and just share with everyone kind of your entire journey into crypto and then how you got involved in NFTs. Yeah, so uh, my background in crypto uh, was back in 2017 when we started to see the rise of cryptocurrency on the uh, mainstream level. Uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum were the first two coins that I wound up getting involved in. Um, I think I bought my first Bitcoin at 1100 uh, I think we caught Ethereum around 200. And, um, you know, I know I didn't buy a lot and keep all of it. And I'm not some big whale that's super rich because I got in crypto early because as a young trader, you make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes. for anyone that's making mistakes or has made mistakes this year, it's okay. Everyone makes them, just learn from them. But, you know, that's where I got my journey started and i had the roller coaster ride of uh making a lot of trades in crypto with the altcoins Mm -hmm. and um also timing the cells kind of (laughs) wrong and then going into a a dormant period with crypto for a while yeah when was that when did you kind of did you uh, kind of get liquidated in a sense did you just kind of start losing your uh, liquidity and just say i'm not going to put any more in is that kind of how you got there and and when did you kind of phase out before you kind of rejoined the the movement again so um you know everyone kind of get caught up in the hype um obviously back then in 17, when crypto, specifically Bitcoin, led the charge up to, let's say, it was around 20,000, you know, there was no use case for cryptocurrencies. Um, and a lot of it was done on white papers, um, mm-hmm. a lot of speculation. And then when the speculation bubble started to pop, 
me being a rational person was saying, hey, you know, I think I got caught up in a mania, a little bit of a bubble. Not that I don't think cryptocurrency is something that's going to be of the future. It's just that I thought maybe I'm way too goddamn early here. Mm -hmm. So I pulled the plug on a lot of my um, crypto investments before I went from, you know, because I put in a, a good amount, you know, for my, for myself personally. I didn't want to, you know, expose all my money there. So I pulled out a good amount and kept some of my crypto and then just kind of went dormant. And I was just like, oh, let's, let's see. Let's see what happens. And then I moved more so into the stock market. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think a lot of people I've actually talked with others that kind of after the mania and you could have you could kind of tell in 2018 uh halfway through the year that things were slowing down and everyone kind of slowed down and take a break even people that have were in the market it was so much uh harder because the the a lot of crypto traders are constantly trying to trade volatility right like they're trying to get the pumps they're trying to move they do margin trading uh swing trading and it it became really difficult because uh it was like uh, I don't know how how much you were in it, but there would be like a couple coins that would pump in terms of like Bitcoin ratio, and then and then everything else was dormant. And unless you kind of got lucky picking those one or two coins that always, and then like switched to another one or two coins, you always ended up just like, you. I mean, everything was just kind of sideways, and it was really hard to really make make anything because, like you said, everyone had kind of gotten. Uh, tired of just how crazy the ICO movements were and the white papers and seeing projects go to zero and they were just done with it. Uh, and so, so you, you did that. And then tell us a little bit about when you got back in and where the conviction moment happened. Yeah, I started to, um, see things turn around when, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum started to become, uh, more mainstream, on Wall Street as far as uh, viable investment opportunities mm -hmm. like 2019 and 2020 when my uh, financial advisor that manages my normal stock portfolio starts mentioning cryptocurrencies and alternative investments to diversify as soon as you start to realize that you know it's picking up then you start checking the volume and uh, you see there's there's more action. So as soon as the, you know, I think it went dormant until the banks realized that they needed to start to buy it themselves so that on the next bull run that they weren't going to be left holding or left out in the cold. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how it looks. So, you know, once you saw they had a nice base and the volume started picking up, you know, I think that that was uh, something that pushed me back towards being bullish on cryptocurrencies and then just the macro conditions of where we're at as a society like as 20 2020 and 21 rolled along um it's pretty clear that the federal reserve is just going to continue to print money endlessly um their goal is massive inflation mm -hmm. which is the only way that they're able to manage the current debt and cryptocurrencies big selling point is that it has a finite amount of coins and it's not manipulated by the Federal Reserve or the government. So, you know, in that situation, that I thought that that was a pretty good bet for something to appreciate. Plus, it also sends a lot of people outside of the system that don't want a part of fiat currency um, that can be manipulated. And they wanted something that's more of a finite 
uh, circulation. So I, I saw a lot of the writing on the wall that crypto was doing good. So that that was keeping me interested there. And then the real segue was Top Shot. That's what got me back into. That's what got me into NFT specifically. Yeah. So you're a big sports fan, right? Oh yeah, watching the Knicks right now. That's right. Yeah. And and so when you got into Top Shot, was it because did you know was it partly because of the blockchain uh or was it also just because of your love of sports and you knew like this was going to be a new digital collectible, you thought that was cool. How much of it was be- for the like the the sports aspect versus like the blockchain aspect of it? Yeah, it was a con- it was definitely a combination. You know, I've had a lot of sports cards. I've traded some some of them back. We call them hardbacks in the biz. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think what I really saw was the opportunity to um, own the digital collectible. And then on the blockchain, just never lies. It's always there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the ultimate ledger. It's great with transparency. And uh, I thought it was a cool way uh, of the future. You know, I saw Top Shot Series 1 and Series 2 as an opportunity to get involved in something that was early and that I thought was going to last really long. And I'm still bullish on Top Shot, although my Top Shot account happens to be red. But that's, you know, again, you know, you buy at the wrong point. It is what it is. But I'm holding, you know, I, I think it might take a little bit of time, but I think it'll I think it'll turn around. So what got you from Top Shot into looking into like the Ethereum network and the OpenSea and the NFTs in general? How did you kind of make that transition? Because I know a lot of people were onboarded to OpenSea and NFTs through Top Shot. So I'm just curious what your journey was like. I'm sure people can relate to kind of when that happened and what kind of caught your attention to like the, the regular art side of the NFTs or profile pictures. Yeah, so I went from Top Shot... Um, and then, in, and then I went on to, uh, Nifty Gateway. That's where I got yeah. caught up next. And on Nifty Gateway, I started to, uh, get involved with the open editions and trying to get some cool artist, uh, work. Dude, um, you and I both got caught up in that then. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I still have some I stuff I can't sell. Yeah. And you know, there's some stuff that I, I still, I still like. You know, but I, I started buying some things on on there. And then, you know, as you were saying, alluding to the volume on Nifty Gateway started to dry up. So, you know, things weren't really moving. I think they they uh, pushed so many artists um, out at the same time. There was multiple drops per day. And then they just over flooded the supply that it just wasn't possible for the pieces to appreciate in any reasonable fashion and everyone kept trying to hit the exit door so again that just left me looking for just more opportunities because like i like the nfts i like what's going on you know top shot i bought too high it's down nifty gateway i bought too high it's down you know what else <laughs> what else is going on right. out here <laughs> like, Dude, what's, I, on the, what's on the open seat yeah <laughs> right i i laugh but it's because i i seriously this is when i was talking to you in dms and you were telling me a little bit about your journey i just could relate to so many aspects of it because i was right there i was mean i i what i did not get involved in the nba top shot i was in open sea and rareable losing my ass uh before <laughs> top shot but uh but I, I lost a lot of money trying to figure stuff out uh trying to trying to figure out this nft stuff there were so many people talking about it. I mean, I, 
could have bought a punk back in October, November for like a, an ETH, but I thought those look so stupid. Those are not going to take off. And, and I, <laughs> I remember Pranksy selling them and I was like, what is this dude doing? I, I was like, this is some sort of scam artist selling some shitty art on this, on Rarible. Uh, Cause he was like the top sales volume and, and l- l- come to find out he's like the, the biggest market maker in the space. Uh, and so it's just insane to kind of, kind of look back and reminisce on the journey of how we got to where we are. But I love what you said at the beginning, because there's people coming in now and they may be kind of hitting, they may be getting in towards the top. They may buy their first NFT and it drops. And it's important to remember and reminisce on these moments that, that, you know, it, the, in order to really make it, you have to learn from your mistakes and you have to adjust and then you got to put your, you, you still have to take the risk or you're just never going, you'll always end up losing because you'll get burnt out and you'll never make that one opportunity where you were going to hit it big. Yeah, I think that's, you, you hit the nail on the head. So, you know, I'm struggling with my top shot investments. I'm holding them. I didn't really think, you know, they were they weren't going to move in the right direction, and I'm still right because you know they ha- they've been kind of plateaued. My nifty stuff started to not move and go in the wrong direction. I could have been discouraged and like took my ball and went home, but I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm at the cutting edge of what's going on. I saw Beeple made that big time sale, mm-hmm. um, the record breaking sale, and I was like, there's a ton of money in this space. And the crypto punks seem to be doing pretty good. You know, not that I like them, but they're they're kind of cool. I mean, it's good that their prices are selling. So I was started to just, you know, I was on Twitter, you know, because I was following different artists in the NFT space, and then I just got caught up in uh, let's the first uh, Open Sea project that I minted was um, Voxo Deuce. Have you heard of those guys? Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, and uh, they <laughs> they haven't done. They well, had but... a they had a project with a bond. Hey there, you cut out for just a second. You got me? Yeah, I got you now. What were you saying? What that, happened to they them? Had a, they had a bonding curve that started at point one. Oh my God, dude. I ha- Oh my God, you're going to bring up the bonding curve. I got fucked hard on bonding curves. Uh, do you remember uh, Pixel Town? Uh, no, pixels. I didn't catch that. Oh my god, uh, it, it was the same thing. It was like we went through this phase in April and the beginning of May where the bonding curve. All the influencers were like, "This is genius." Especially Beanie was talking about it. Like bonding curve, you if you buy in, you get rewarded, and and then end up what happening is everyone that just bought in late got fucked because everyone that bought in early had a, you know they could sell on the tops of the the people that were buying in heavier, and it wasn't really fair to anyone. Even though everyone was like, "This is genius." but every project was doing a bonding curve for like a month and a half at least right and i got caught in one of these bonding curve projects in which you know i bought the tier and then nothing happened after so now now but since i minted at least right now i was just using OpenSea just in general yeah so now i'm just going through OpenSea and what's going on and uh just familiarizing myself bought a couple of other like small things just to see how it works. And then it just put me in the position where I, I wound up just being on Twitter, kind of like right place, right time kind of deal, and seeing somebody say they just minted a board ape. So um, once I saw that, I uh, didn't even mint it. I, I It was still minting, but I went on the secondary 
And uh, I saw one that I liked, and I just bought it for 0.12. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a DMT with a multi-grin color. Oh, Pretty wow. dope. Age. Yeah, that had to have been. What, was that like the first day or the first couple of days? It was the, like the first. It was. It was the. It was the last day before they sold out of the mint. Okay. I think the mint was going on a while before. It yeah, actually yeah, sold yeah. It out. did. I mean, I remember Prinksy making a big deal about how he didn't just buy pre-buy the market. Everyone had an equal opportunity to get in. Yeah, so I, I had once. You see, what happened was I had seen it from Top Shot NFT Twitter. Once they started sharing it, that was the last day that the apes were went unsold. <laughs> Everyone no, from Top out. Shot was waiting for another opportunity. They were they were ready to. That's funny. They were ready to jump uh, ship. Everyone. So yeah, I bought I bought one, uh, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna maybe mint a couple tomorrow when I wake up. And I woke up and they were sold out. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, I wanted some more. Um, so I just wound up picking up another two or three on the secondary um, the, the, on, the, on the second day. And, um, you know, then just feeling out what the Discord looked like and where things were. It's, you know, obviously there's a very long story from there. But that was kind of where I started to find out about the apes and, and how I started my initial position was day, was day, uh, was day one after the secondary. Well, you know what I love about your journey, uh, King Blackboard, is that you just, like you said, you never gave up. You continually were learning through the whole process, and it's something I feel like that's what makes us so passionate about getting on here and talking to people and helping them learn is that it's like the journey is is just beginning when you jump on to Twitter. Like you said, like that's when the moment kind of changed. Once you finally get on here, it's like you start learning about where a lot of the value comes from. It comes from the communities. It comes from what the projects are putting out. Uh, it's, I mean, if you look at them in a business, as like a business aspect, uh, unless you're buying fine art, you know, these communities are a whole different aspect. They, they, they don't get the value from the art. They get the value from the communities. And you realize that, and then you were like... Uh, oh shit, I can actually help add value to this brand. So I'd love for you to kind of talk about the moment where you were like, uh, when it came to the Board Ape Yacht Club and the Gutter yep. Cat Gang, you know, when you realize, oh wow, I can actually help bring value to these, like this project. Yep, yep. I mean, the apes just were, were really cool the way that they had the, the look. And uh, I really like the concept of owning your own intellectual property uh, the excitement was electric in the uh, Ape Discord in the in the early days. A lot of activity. There was a lot of uh, clicks that were go- that were starting off. You had the Ape Mafia picking up. You had uh, the Cheetah Gang, um, and they were constantly ragging on the DNT boys. And uh, there was ju- there was just a ton of activity there. And I think I guess where it really clicked for me is when I saw uh, Punk's comic get along. Um, and they started to do the contest for the elite apes to be featured in Punk's comic volume two is where I really started to see that, Hey, you know, besides just having the opportunity of having, you know, this art and the community and what the club builds, you have an opportunity to, uh, really build up your own character and, uh, take, you, you basically can write the script for your own story. Um, and they, and they were giving people in that, in that community, a platform to try to uh, go for it. So I, uh, I entered in there and then, um, you know, that was a big step and the gutter cat gang really put me over the top. 
um, because the Gutter Cat Gang had just also started up shortly after that contest and uh, hanging out in the Discord of the Gutter Cat Gang. I always was uh, loving all the action there. There was a ton of buzz, a lot of activity, and they pushed me over the top as far as the voting goes. And, uh, you know, that's that's where I really saw the strength of, of the uh, various IPs that we all own at this point. And sometimes I think take for granted a little bit. You know, I did not realize that the Gutter Cat Gang actually helped propel you uh, in that vote. Tell us a little bit, because you know what? I never really reminisced on that, but that is so true that the the um, apes or the the punks comic really did a huge favor for the apes in that contest because it was everyone on everyone that was an ape was kind of building a community even more so around their characters. And it was a really cool thing to see something I'll never forget with the bracket and the voting and the stories and people kind of going and politically kind of going around trying to get votes. It was a, it was a cool time. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, that whole experience. And like you said, how the gutter cat gang kind of rallied around you to help you do well in that contest. Yeah, so I think a little bit of context before, you know, I went into the Gutter Cat Gang the first day. Um, I missed the mint. I had minted, tried to mint 10, and then I canceled it because I was a little worried I was about to get rubbed. Um, so, you know, because the mint went early and there was a lot of FUD, a lot of controversy. I wound up coming back to the Gutter Cat Gang, and as soon as... The FUD dissipated in the chat. I started to notice the sales volume was flying. And I'm like, yo, these cats look pretty damn fly. And I started looking at the traits. And I was like, yo, I like, I like what I see here. So, and, I, and I had a pretty good idea what was selling well with the apes. So I was like, I want to see what kind of uh, special cats that I could pick up. So um, I made it my business to really jump in and start scooping up cats right away, um, higher, higher value cats over the floor. I got my gold king. It was the first cat that I bought for one Ethereum right off the bat. The floor was only like 0.2 back then. Yeah, I remember. I've got to give you some props because I've done a little lurking on your wallet uh, and looking at some of this, like the tatted cats that you have. And goddamn, you got some mother effing steals because you were you were the one of those whales coming in early and you you knew where the value would be once the once the volume picked up even more and uh your the reward has been reaped well already and i'm sure is going to just continue i came in about a week after you started scooping up a lot of stuff uh but you picked so much off the floor that is just insane some of the deals that you picked up uh, so mad props to you because I was the same way when I first started joining the apes I knew that gold ape was going to do well uh, I still kicked myself it was I remember it being 15 ethereum and I was like damn that's a lot of money uh, now looking yeah, back you know now looking back this was in June you know at the beginning of June when you know it's like funny looking at our liquidity back then and our our uh, kind of our uh, stashes were so much less than they can be now because of the, the volume that's picked up but you know 15 Ethereum back then that was almost everything but now looking back it's like I knew that once the volume picked up for the cats those rare ones were going to do well and they were all really cheap comparably to you know the apes uh, so mad props for you for realizing and kind of seeing that trend in the apes and uh, taking advantage of it because you've, you've done a really uh, amazing job with the stash you've you've built in the cats but but go ahead with yeah. the story about the tournament yeah, I, and, you know, I didn't want to just get right into the tournament without, you know, stopping on where I was with the cats. So, you know, I, I, I built up my cat inventory pretty quick. 
and I and I was just in the Discord, and I just loved the vibe at the Gutter Cat Gang Discord, because unlike the apes that were were a little bit more corporate, little bit more censorship style, we were letting it free wheel. Like everyone can talk, um, share their opinions, share their minds. There was no one trying to stifle you. So we were just hanging out, we were vibing, we we're just throwing hip hop tracks and just whatever gang gang all over the building. So I, I just started to, you know, gravitate to hang out in the gutter cat gang discord more than any other discord. It just it was just more fun, more action, more freedom. So, you know, when the contest came rolling by, that gave me a pretty good advantage because I was leveraging my community connects in the board apes along with my community connects in the gutter cat gang. So when the voting rounds and I made it to the, the top of the 64 finalists happened, I was able to uh, get a lot of support and uh, a lot of people in the, in the gang wrote out and uh, wanted to see King Blackboard in the comic. So, you know, I was just happy to, uh, to do that. You know, we, we really pushed the envelope for Spotty as well. We were able to get him through. We tried to get our man Metamori through. He came, he came close, but he ran up against a, a tough opponent. Um, it was definitely competitive. You know, that wasn't an easy thing to, uh, to win. There was only eight winners. Yeah, did you get in the final eight? You were in the finals, right? Yeah, so, you know, that's how it is. It's the final eight, the elite, elite apes. Elite eight yeah. is what it was. So, they, you know, once you got to the eight, there was no more. And, uh, you know, King Blackboard and the rest of the eight are going to be in Punk's Comic Volume 2. They've been moving it back here and there because uh, Meta Heroes blew up and they started to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. But I would anticipate it would be coming out soon-ish, a couple months, yeah. you know. Um, but are you that's, so that's... stoked to see it? I mean, the, the quality of the comic they put out is amazing. That's got to be that's got to be exciting to see your character in there. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what they build out, storyline gets fleshed out. And then, um, have you, you know, been a part be of a that process of... at all? Or is it kind of like after you won, you were, you, you were just, you're kind of done until it comes out. Yeah. I have not been included in the process. Uh, that's one of the things that, you know, I've been giving them a little bit of a hard time on. They're working on the final script. Now they haven't included the other, um, apes that were selected. They really wanted to, uh, centralize the control of their storytelling. So, uh, I don't, actually know how it's yet to unfold but i do know that at the very least it's a good for uh, a first appearance in a comic and yeah. then you know i'm in a position where uh i am always thinking about where i'm going to springboard uh that first appearance into what king blackboard is going to do next the character himself <laughs> i love it well you know one thing that i've uh, i realized back in you know late june uh even early july you uh you kind of after you really um got heavy into these two communities you were really focused on building community that was kind of your forte you weren't about really you weren't really about flipping you didn't want to sell your cats you didn't want to sell your apes you just wanted to build community you wanted to bring value to the ecosystems and uh i mean even there were times where you kind of got flack from you know talking about others that didn't do that that were just fo focused on flipping they constantly changed their profile picture they were trying to uh they were just trying to get over get to the next uh 
hype cycle. And so I'd love for you just talk about, I know you kind of got flack from different people because you kind of tried to call people out, try and tell them they need to, you know, find where they belong. And I'd love for you to just kind of talk about that uh, when that all went down and how, you know, how important it was for you to really align with the community. Because I think at the end of the day, you've proven that when you really get close to a community and you focus on just a few areas, it, you end up doing just as well, if not better than buying and dabbling your hand in a bunch of projects and then trying to maintain all of them at the same time. Yeah, I think that that's a great, you know, point, um, you know, right from the very beginning when I got in the gutter cat gang, um, and, and I started acquiring all my cats. One thing that I, I, I made a big point was to uh, keep telling and talking to all my ape uh, connections and everyone that I networked in the ape discords about the gutter cat gang to take a look at it and to just try to bridge the gap and, and you know, bring over a lot of solid apes in, into the gang because the apes I had already developed a pretty quick tight knit community. And the gutter cat gang was starting to develop their community. And I wanted to uh, seed that community with some real solid, you know, members of, of the, of the, of the apes. And I, and I think that that was, you know, something that was helpful because, you know, we knew to, to hold a little bit, wasn't ready to just flip it in a game of just, just trying to make a little bit of bucks and just get out. And uh, like you said, where I've caught, caught my flack is, you know, a lot of people were just motivated by the money and not necessarily in the project for the Web3 vision to, to, to build out a community, to play a little bit of a longer game. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to advise people from the beginning, hey, um, let's focus your energy and attention to work with the dev team. Uh, try to help them build out the project, help them build out the community further, the message, and, and you know, build the project that you want to see because you own your IP. And if you guys work together to build out, you know, and in as a, in a team effort, you know, you guys make, you can make the pie much bigger than if you're trying to just randomly mint the misfits and try to sell one on the secondary for more than you paid for just to be out of the project. Yeah, you know, we all have limited time too. I mean, it, it doesn't matter how much, if you're full time in this space or if you have another job, regardless, there's only so many hours in the day for you to be degening and aping and trading. And so, uh, you know, one thing that I love is like, I feel like when I was flipping more, when I was doing a lot of trading, a lot of that energy uh, back when I even started this show back in July, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to build value for the stuff I already have because, I mean, I didn't have a lot more liquidity coming in because I had quit my job to go full time. So it was a matter of either I need to flip so I can keep moving into something else or I need to start adding value so that I can make the, you know, the projects I'm in go even uh, more. And I felt like uh, a lot more reward for me personally would be coming if I kind of could add value, help others and, you know, focus my time and energy around doing something more than just, uh, uh, waiting for the next flip. Uh, and so one thing that I love is like, I see other leaders like yourself doing the same thing. You've been preaching it since the beginning. Um, but I feel like now we're starting to see, uh, when you do that, there's a lot of other rewards that kind of come along with it, whether it's, you know, you're a kingpin now in the, 
in the community, our relationships with the developers in these communities, you know, these guys that are running now multi-million dollar uh, operations, you know, they're, they're becoming our close friends and allies and they can help us build in our own ways now. And I think that's something people forget when you get really close with a community that's doing well, you've positioned mm-hmm. yourself to also kind of build up as well. And, you know, I, like I've, like I've talked about, like whether it's conversations from the gutter or like this show, like our relationships with the people at the top have, uh, done, have been very significant to our growth. And now we have a new platform along with all of the, you know, our investments already, we actually can spend our time building new things. And I think that's something people forget when they get in the space, when we talk about, you know, build your brand, build an identity in the space. Yeah, and I think that just goes back to the longer-term vision of what what this was going to be all about. Um, We were looking to build something, you know, bigger, um, be a visionary, see the future, and reverse engineer where where it's going to go. Like, I I saw the vision of Bored Apes and Gutter Cats um, in in animated series in Mm -hmm. in comic books um action figures plush toys uh i i see i saw all that from the beginning uh and then you kind of just think reverse engineer how do you how do you actually get there and the first step to actually doing that is making sure that there's a core group uh in the community that stays together yeah that um realizes that this is bigger than one person this is a group working together for a longer term objective to uh be a cultural paradigm shift for Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term uh and we've seen that happen so so fast in six months with um the amount of hip-hop stars and athletes that have joined both the bored apes and the gutter cat gang you know to name drop we just got Ben Simmons mm-hmm. to join the Gutter Cat Gang last night. NBA top tier player. I mean, he's not playing right now, but damn, he's got 5.8 million Instagram followers. He put it right up there. And like, he's just one name out of many. And like, I kind of saw that this could, could go there because, you know, Web3 and the avatars, they, they take away a lot of where everyone puts each other in boxes based on what they look like, things superficial like gender yeah. and race. Um, and then, but you know, in this space, we're all avatars, right? So no one really actually knows. So everyone just gets judged on the content of their character and mm-hmm. the words that they put together. And uh, I think that just resonated with a lot of people. And, you know, I think that the real key is to make sure that you just start and stay in the project and, and work with the people, not try to flip out of the project and just keep chasing whatever is new um, that's minting on a, on a given day. And, and, you know, it's a big testament to both the board ape and the gutter cat gang communities because the apes have, you know, 57, 58% unique holders, the gutter cat gang, 57%, the gutter dogs are 65%, yeah, the gutter rats were the first companion drop that hit over 50% unique wallets. People wanted to be a part. They didn't want to trade their only token to, to the gang, and they don't want to trade their only club membership. They want to be a part of that, and that's because of the people that wanted to stick together to build. And 
you know, we're just getting started. Both of these organizations are six months old. They're much more well-funded since the beginning. This is seriously only the beginning. We say that we're early. We are, we are very early. We're planting the seeds and we have good foundation. But all the longer-term goals that I had mentioned, they, they aren't yet to be achieved, but we're on the right pathway. Yeah, I love that you keep mentioning that. I mean, it's interesting looking back to kind of where we bought in with the apes or the gutter cats. And, you know, it was so early that we were buying in uh, for our gutter cats or even our apes for less than a lot of people now even pay for a pigeon or a dog. And and it's it, to think back on that is just like, wow, you know, like we when it, it just shows how important the leadership is in the community and now making sure that everyone knew that comes into any sort of uh, community, whether it's the top tier or a lower tier to realize how important they are to our communities. And I think that's another thing that the apes have done well with the mutants and the gutter cats uh, with all of the species that they've kind of put into play is making sure that we're now entering a new territory where we can bring in new people and onboard. And we've seen that. And a lot of people talk about you know they have this ultimate goal of going up but realizing too that you know even if you don't own that top tier that's okay you can still build in our community and in uh, in if you're in another community by having any tier because we're still so early like even a, t a second tier now it will look like uh you know in five years from now you, people are going to be looking up at you if you become a leader of that kind of species and i think that's something another important aspect is that for every new species and line there's going to be all kinds of new leaders that have to step up in the community if these uh if web3 continues to grow the organic way that it intends to grow you know oh and it will i mean there's so many bullish catalysts that are on the way um things that we didn't know then that we were still bullish about you know such as twitter is going to be offering um ver verification yeah. on pfps right right on their platform so everyone's going to be able to see it Coinbase is opening up uh, a marketplace for NFTs, which is going to be native to the 69 million wallets that are on their network, which is completely, um, I, it's hard to grasp considering there's just a couple of hundred thousand open sea wallets and that's the entire business right now. So the amount of more people that are coming, when I say that we're really early, you know, that that's, that's part of the reason right there. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it a lot, but the, as the user interface gets easier, it allows for easier adoption. People can start using their dollars uh, to buy into these different projects instead of having to purchase a crypto and then convert into, uh, go to a decentralized wallet. And so as the, and we've seen that, and that's one reason I was so bullish with a lot of these projects early on is because it was one, early, but two, all of these things were on platforms that a lot of people still, uh, that were not crypto native didn't really know about even i've been in crypto for years and was just trying to figure out metamask uh in the end of 2020 and because i always thought it was it was just like a clunky thing and i always was freaked out that this little fox was following my uh my my, <laughs> my thing around i was like what is this this is creepy uh and so i never got into it and so you there's like this learning curve right and we continue to educate and i feel like that's the wave we're starting to see the exponential wave of technology but now we're also seeing the exponential 
exponential wave of culture because as more and more people get involved, then it trickles down. And now you have, I know you've onboarded people. I've onboarded my brother. You know, we, we, people see how we're doing and then they want to learn. And so I think uh, another aspect that I'm curious for you is just in terms of the culture and the onboarding that we have to do, how important mm-hmm. is it to build like these strong communities where we can help other people? Yeah, and, and, and that's what I think it's all about. You know, again, having the people that want to be in the cer- certain community is, is the first key critical step because, you know, you don't, um, if they're there for the long haul and they're not just looking to flip and be out and onto the next mint, then you have the infrastructure to uh, keep bringing people in and, and, and building them up. And that, that's what I, you know, one thing that I noticed before we saw all the bullish things that were happening was, we're only talking about such a small amount of tokens. Like I, I know supply and demand and, and just regular economics. If there's only 3,000 gutter cats um, and, and they're already sold out, right? Uh, we only need a little bit of demand uh, in addition to drive up the price of the, of the gutter cats. It doesn't take a lot to move the needle. Um, when there's such a finite amount of tokens and, you know, 3000 gutter cat gang tokens and 69 million Coinbase wallets, um, you know, clearly there's a supply crunch there. And that's why back to your original point about tier two, which is the rats, the dogs and the pigeons. I was like, if people can't get their hand on the cats at some point, they'll be too expensive for them. And some, you know, at three and a half, four Ethereum, even a floor cat, is, is, is too expensive for some people, you know, the opportunity to get, you know, one of the pigeons, the dogs, the rats, and our man, Ben Simmons just made himself a dog. It, it's, it, it's clear to me that there's a ton of value being this early and being in the other tiers, which is why I've been encouraging people, hey, it's, you, you're in the right gang, stay with the gang, and let's build your characters, let's build your IP, and help us spread the gutter gospel. And, and, you know, last week we had on our show, Me and the Doc, Conversations from the Gutter, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. We had a contest to show off everybody's new characters because then the characters started popping up. Um, I, I want to give a lot of credit to uh, one of the early characters in the pigeon game, our man Don Pigioni. He came, he came out, he made a character that was fun, started interacting on Twitter, People started to have a good time with him and realized that, hey, this is what it's all about. It's not only about money. If we're going to have some fun, we can build this out and everyone gets entertained. And along the way, demand picks up. And so as a byproduct of us having fun, then you start to make more money. But that's what it comes down to with the character building is, is the next phase. And I've been seeing so many good things um, with, the, with the Gutterville News, the Gutter Basketball oh, yeah. League. There is like, you know, Don Pigioni set it off and then it just it's been taken off from there. The guys are just running with it. It's amazing. You know what I think is interesting and something that is so pertinent in any uh, any sort of community that you have, whether it's a social club in real life or whether it's uh, it's in one of these communities, is that when you enter anything in life, like obviously you hope, especially when it comes to financial instruments or like when you're hoping that something goes up in value, that's important. But it's it, it's almost uh, ironic that when everything becomes about the price and everything's about 
about the floor and going up. Uh, and that's when the culture of these communities actually go down and that a lot of these communities end up not making it. And when, when people are just having fun and actually building community and focused on Web3 in the future, they organically end up going up without even thinking about the price. And isn't that funny how that works? It's because that's what it's all about. It's the byproduct of having fun because you increase the demand because people want to be there. I remember being in the gutter cat gang discord and it wasn't all straight up it to, to the moon. Um, two weeks after the mint, you know, we had hit like a 0.4 floor and we went down to like 0.2, 0.25. And, and, you know, I'm in the discord and people are starting to worry. They're checking the floor. I'm like, Hey guys, stop worrying about the floor. We, we're, we're early. Who cares what, what, what the floor is right now? We're giving people the opportunity to buy in at a good price. I have no problem sitting on my, my, my tokens and, and people have an opportunity to buy at a good price because that's how we're going to get bigger. We need more people to get in anyway. So I don't even want them to pay a high price at this point. Let's, let's continue to build and, and, and work on things and just have a good time. And that, and that, and that always passed. I mean, obviously we went from where we were there to where we are now and it's night and day yeah and it's the same thing with the apes too and and now you see it with the cool cats and any community that's really focused on uh community and has strong community leaders and you can think of different people in each of these communities whether it's the punks who are the ogs and some of their community is like it's just impressive the amount of uh the um, the amount of people in the punk space that have that have just been crypto native and are leaders in the entire movement and then you go Go down the line but you you have bored apes and now you have gutter cats you have cool cats and every single community the ones that are still making it if you look at it you can point to leaders in those movements that aren't going away that continue to push and help the help the ecosystem grow and i know you've probably heard it but it's so it's so clear when you talk to people that are starting to enter the space that are trying to learn and they find these shows or they find spaces or they find people that can help them those are the those are the ecosystems that inevitably they want to join yeah i think you hit the nail on the head and i think what a lot of people needed to switch to you know because we get a little bit too gamble heavy is think about whenever you're buying um one of the gutter cat gang tokens on the secondary think of it as an investment in the future and think of it in terms of quarters like uh like a normal investor does you don't just buy let's say a stock and uh, if it didn't go up in a week you cut tail and just you just you just dump it if you if you're buying something that you be- believe in and the, and the vision you should stay there until you don't believe they yeah. have the vision still going yes. and you know the gutter cat gang specifically is led by um some top tier individuals these guys um are adults they're professionals um in real life uh they attack this as 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 a business and they work daily um i know you have a lot of firsthand experience with them but you know you can tell that they're hyper focused on delivering utility and real value to token holders so their mission is to make sure that we get value and they build out the gutter universe the way that they see fit the way that the lore and the story is about to be told and we're just getting started. The the lore hasn't even been introduced yet through the comic book. <laughs> All right. Isn't it funny? It's like uh, everything is so um, fast paced uh, in this ecosystem that we've, it's so hard to remember, especially it's crazy to think that, you know, you were buying uh, Ape for less than a uh, 
a quarter of an ETH uh, just four months ago. And, and it's insane, like the amount of yep. returns that are happening in this ecosystem, people forget, like if you're in the stock market, you're happy with 20%. And now in the NFT market, you're like, why am I not doubled in the last week? And it's like, what the hell is wrong with people when we were just constantly looking at, at the price and not the movement? And so I'm glad you said that. And I mean, I think if you get involved in to anything, and Gary Vee's a big proponent of this, is betting on the jockey, right? You want to bet not just on the horse, but the person that's riding the horse, that's yeah. leading the horse. And that's a big thing when it comes to NFT projects and any sort of ecosystem in Web3. That's everything when it comes to NFT projects, especially ones that get derive their value from what the dev team creates. You yeah. know, NFT yeah. projects that are just artwork, for example, they don't have to, they, they, don't, they don't work on that method. But an NFT project that builds a community is, is, is top down. You, if you have a bad jockey, um, that horse is not going to make it. Not going to make it. Uh, you know, I love it. And we're going to, let's go ahead. We're going to get ready to take some questions. Some of you, if you have a funny let's question, go ahead and come on up because there are so many people that have uh, questions on this feed on the second pin tweet. So go ahead and request. Let's get some people to uh, come up here and hang out with King Blackboard. You can ask him a question about his journey or something that he uh, kind of, anything that you have um, in terms of regards to kind of his, uh, his per personal personality and how he feels about NFTs. Um, while we're waiting for some people to request, what I wanted to ask you to wrap things up is just uh, if you could kind of vision a year from today, maybe even six wow. months, because we're moving so yeah, fast. Yeah, six months is six better. Months, yeah. You know, with especially with some of the news coming out with Facebook now saying they want to become a metaverse and, you know, just oh, like... that's tremendous. You what know, a catalyst. Yeah, what, and, and Coinbase and all these things. Where do, not just, you know, not just about Guttercat Games, or you know, just about one profile picture, but where the entire ecosystem and how we start building, you know, Web three and what things are what things are going to look like possibly in, in just even five to six months from now. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a big it's a big question, but um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts, and uh, the way that I see it is the cream is going to rise to the top. Uh, the entire space is going to multiply. Um, whether this entire space goes up in six months, the entire space is five or 10 or 20 times bigger. We're, we're going to find out we're, and, and we'll see more demand. But, well, and that's, that's the whole point. Again, it's basic supply and demand. Um, you know, the economics don't change the tokens to get into the established projects are finite. So the supply and, and the Genesis tokens that are available, once the demand opens up, and, and it has no choice but to open up. Um, you know, there's, there's, let's put it this way, there's 0% chance that when Coinbase opens up a marketplace to 69 million people, that the demand for NFTs won't go up. Yeah. There's 0% chance. Uh, and the projects that they're going to want to buy are the projects that they're going to have the most fun, the most characters, the most interesting comic book, the most interesting storylines, the most uh, interesting artwork. Um, so I, I, I envision the uh, bigger projects, the cream, to, to rise to the top. Um, I think you'll see a lot of things come to fruition that are in the works. So within the next six months, you're going to see the comic book um, for Punk's comic, which is going to be big, volume two. I think that is going to have a wider distribution and more readership than Punk's comic volume one because the apes are going to be in there. And that's, um, that's a special touch point. Uh, you're going to see um, 
the sandbox uh, in full multiplayer um, glory. Um, and you're going to get your first special sneak peek. And got to give a shout out to the Gutter Cat Gang for putting this news out just tonight. Um, on cat this Saturday, which is going to be Halloween night, there's going to be a huge metaverse party in the sandbox game. Mm-hmm. Voxel Blaze set the whole thing up for a big bash, and it's going to be a club. There's going to be a DJ. There's an indoor pool he even designed. It's crazy. But <laughs> the point that I'm making is like every single main project will have their build out in play. So the people that are hanging out in the Discord are now going to have an opportunity to take their uh, time away from Discord and into uh, a gaming experience. There's going to be play to earn for a lot of these projects. Um, there's going to be all types of new experiences. There's going to be the House of Kiba uh, metaverse. Uh, so you have, you have that going on. Uh, so everything that we've been talking about as, as far as coming is going gonna, is gonna to be to fruition. So it's it's going to be a it's this is going to be the most exciting time um, because we're moving into the the next phase of um, early adoption, not yeah. mainstream adoption. But we're moving because we're very early. We're moving to early adoption. phase. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny. That's going to be where the real action. Is. It's it, we're so early and it's just a matter of, like you said, like when you bet on the jockey, when you build in the projects, we're the ones that continue to add value. We are the real estate, right? Our characters are the real estate. And so it's so important to continue to get involved. And, uh, and so I'm just excited to continue to do that with you uh, by my side. And, and uh, I think, it's it's just amazing all the people we have in our community and seeing you know every community that's thriving the different the different people that are leading it and how well they've been doing it and and it's just exciting times in the space as adoption keeps growing all right guys let's go ahead we're going to bring some people up i have a few different people including gutterville news so you're going to be in the journal man there be careful because it sounds like they might be taking notes everything you say can will be used against ready It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. All right, before I bring Gutterville News up, let's go ahead and go to Meg. Meg, this is your first time up here on stage in the show. Thanks for coming up. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. I'm actually homesick, so um, I have had a lot of time to listen. And I really enjoy your show, so thank you always for having it. But to the one and only King, I have a question that I've always wondered about. What is the background story behind your name? Good question. So um, I bought the avatar. Um, It was a pirate ape. And um, obviously he had the king crown. So I um, always resonated with kings. um, Just was always a big fan of that kind of work. Um, And I sent it over to a couple of my buddies in a telegram chat. And I was like, this is going to be, I have a lot of avatars, I told them. I was like, but this is the one that I really want to use as my main profile pick and, and, and stick with this and build this out. So I sent it into the chat and my man, Tony Shingatz, the aliens legendary troll himself, he um, stepped up right to the plate and he's like, King Blackboard. And I was like, you know what? He nailed it because... You know, Board Ape Yacht Club, black, always with a pirate affiliation. I see how he put the whole thing together. It clicked with me, and uh, I took his recommendation. So we got to give the name King Blackboard. All the credit goes to Tony Shingas. 
It's such I've a great name. I've always wondered that. No, no, as long as I've been in the gutter, I've always wondered that. I've always seen it. I was like, I wonder what, and I've always tried to put it together. So that's an awesome piece of your lore and your backstory that, you know, one day you'll get a chance to put out there. So thanks for sharing. You got it anytime. No, no, notorious Meg in the building. Yes, Meg. Always good to see you in the audience, too. All right, we've got the one and only Gutterville News up here. So they're doing some hardline reporting late at night. What's going on, Gutterville News? What's up, Crazy Carl? What's up, KBB? Hey, gang, gang, what do? Hey. Hey, so I had, I had a question. Um, you already kind of touched on it um, when, when you were talking through, but I mean, you recently recognized that that spike in all the Gutterverse characters on, on conversations from the gutter. And and to be honest, one of the big things that really kind of finalized my decision to 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 join join the gutter gang was was really conversations from the gutter because I saw what you and, and Doc were doing. And I'm like, these, these guys get it. There's there's something special about them creating this IP, creating like some personas around around the gutter gang. And I was like, that's 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 the kind of thinking that, that I want to be part of. And when I saw all the Gutterverse characters start popping up. I was like, this, this, this needs coverage. We, somebody needs to be able to consume this in a way that is just that is just fun and and professional. Um, but but you know, keep keeps it gutter. So how do you see like, especially as we transition to like the you know a lot of this happening in the in in the metaverse? How do you see this type of community development? All these individual characters really contributing to that to that long term vision? Yeah, uh, it's a great question, and and I think that it's a it's a multifaceted answer. And I, and I, and I, what I what I see is that everything that we're doing right now on the scale is going to be maintain a kind of small until there's so many more people in the space, then it's going to be massive. Like you'll be putting out your Gutterville newscasts um, updates, and you'll have hundreds of retweets, thousands of retweets, because people are going to want to get the information. So I, as, as people keep building and adding new characters, we're going to see um, main lore characters that are going to get built off the comic book directly. And then there's going to be spinoff characters and different parts of the, the gutter, Gutterverse that aren't necessarily covered. We have so much good IP, the Rat Gang, the Pigeon Gang, the Dog Gang. Uh, it's There's going to be... We're just scratching the surface. So if you're considering building a character and you're just starting out your character and, and you're uh, not getting so much traction just yet, just keep at it. Um, I am going out of my way. And a lot of people that I know, the doc is going out of his way. Crazy Carl's going out of his way to highlight people that are putting it out there and, and actually creating the characters. We'll be following. We'll be retweeting. We're going to be making sure this information gets out. Because this is what's going to propel us to, to the next level is to build out these storylines. Because the vision here is comic books. The vision here is animated series, plush toys, uh, action figures. And these are going to be different characters that we build. And, and, and the best part is that if you build a successful character and you put in the work, you own your character. Not, not the Gutter Cat Gang founders. But you own it yourself, and uh, that's going to be the key that's going to drive everybody. It's going to be self-motivation to succeed. 
such a great such a great answer too and one thing that i just want to add on to that king is like uh when we started you know it this was very organic months and months ago both the conversation from the gutter and the crazy about crypto show and a lot of the other people that have become mainstream media at this point on spaces you know are growing and our followings were not <laughs> were like the conversation from the gutter now it starts and there's like a hundred people right away but it wasn't always that way you know I I remember my first show that I did had like 10 people in it. And now, you know, it's usually 50 to 100 almost every time. And it's like one thing that's really important to remember is like all of this is organic. And if you go into it expecting, you know, your whatever your IP that you're starting to build to blow up right away, you, you're you just not going to make it because it, it's organic. You have to build trust. You build a following because you go in day in and day out and you do the work. And I think people watch that and then they start to respect it and then that's how you kind of find your own niche in the community yeah i i uh, agree 100 with that sentiment all right let's do one more question i had tony come up so tony what's going on shingats there he is yeah i had to bring him up i knew you were running out of time king but i figured you had time for tony always what a do baby I just wanted to advertise my big crypto punk purchase for the night. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I heard you got a steal of a deal. Only 124,000 Ethereum. Given yeah, I've been, I've been making moves. I've been trading up to get him stack my ETH. Uh, <laughs> started from a Yeti. Now he's here. Yeah, look at this. Making moves. This is what it takes. It's all about perseverance, right, Tony? <laughs> we made it. Finally, I got the white-haired punk, and I'm here now. So I'm on the stage with the king, the one and only. It's the one that I just gave you full credit for the name of. I don't know if you were in the audience to hear that. Oh, are you kidding me? I just came in to the spaces. I didn't wow. hear. No. Well, if you if you were here 15 minutes ago, the notorious Meg came up and asked how King Blackboard got his name. Wow. And, uh, the truth came out, which is wow. I floated it in the Telegram chat, and none other reveal. than Tony Shingatz stepped up to name the motherfucker. The big reveal. Hey, listen, you took it and you ran with it, and I'll give you credit. You you're an ambassador for for the gutter, and you know you you do it right. You represent the right way, and you built it up to where it is right now. And I I respect that. All right, fair, but now that since you're up on the stage, um, and this is question and answer time, give us give us your question for the king. Oh, I get to ask the king a question. Yeah, this is you just came in towards the end of the show, <laughs> but it's a, it's time for the community to ask questions to King Blackboard. You can ask him anything about his journey or as personal as you want to get, since you are you are the man who named King Blackboard. You birthed his <laughs> so <laughs> right. What I want to know most right now from King Blackboard is, will he be going to the 4040 Club on 11-2 Tuesday night in New York City? So we It's the most got, important thing I need to know about that. We got the big NFT NYC next week. Carl, are you going to be there for that I, week? I won't be. It's because it's at the beginning of the week, I and my wife works, so I'm, I'm, I'm out on this one. Uh, but no, unfortunately, what a 40, 40 club is. <laughs> no, I was actually, I was looking to she see if crazy Carla was here. That good on the marital advice. That's not his specialty. <laughs> uh, I won't, I won't be there, but 40, 40 club is, is lit. And King Blackboard already knows that. 
Yeah, 4040 Club. We, me and Carl, that's where I first met my man Carl, and we did shots at the bar. That, <laughs> that, that place is a lot of fun. It's actually better than I thought. But I will say this. The gutter party is on 11-3, and uh, I intend to leave it all out on the field, 11-3, starting at 5 p.m., and we'll ride it till the wheels fall off, give or take 2 a.m. So with that being said, and it is in the middle of the weekday, it does not look good that you're going to get me to party Tuesday and Wednesday. Ooh. Ooh. Well, All right, listen, I'm just going to have to buy a pigeon or something, I guess. Hell yes. That's what's, that's what's up. And now that you, I mean, you clearly, if you have a half a billion dollars to spend on a punk, I think you can afford it. <laughs> I'm broke, bro. I'm broke now. Oh, you dried up the liquidity, huh? Yeah, that's it. I'm all out of eat. So what well, man, King Blackboard, this has been fun, man. I appreciate you. I know you have uh, some friends from out of town, so we're going to wrap it up. But I just wanted to uh, let everyone know, make sure to go follow King Blackboard. You hear how just how passionate he's about all communities, but specifically the Gutter Cat Gang. I mean, this guy has become a legend and really helped everyone uh, build up and been an example. So I appreciate you a lot and your friendship and getting to know you, man. Uh, so thank you again. And uh, And if anyone's in New York City, make sure to go that event because king blackboard's a lot of fun last time him and pat got a little lit without me i was i was a little disappointed that i uh, ate too many gummies and wasn't able to go smoking with you guys in the alley yeah um a little lit is a definitely a way to say it we uh we parted <laughs> up and uh it's gonna get fun um that's what it's all about and you know we will most definitely always keep it gutter warning warning king blackboard will keep it gutter Hey, King Blackboard, thanks again, man. This has been so much fun. If uh, if you miss any part of the show, I'll get it up on the podcast here in a few minutes. Um, but this has been, you know, hanging out with friends on the show is a different feel. Just being able to shoot the shit, especially being able to talk about the, the GCG has been a lot of fun. So thanks, everyone, for coming in. This has been another production. Have a good one, King. Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for education. Gang, gang. Only. Gang, gang, baby. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody, really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse. <laughs>